spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Ever think about quitting? It's the combat of life, hammering the snot out of you. Well, stand by, dig in deep, and get ready to get fired up with us. Welcome to the Team Never Quit Podcast, the number one podcast that inspires you to fight on. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, here with Mr. Never Quit himself, Marcus Luttrell. Our mission is to help you embrace the suck of life, to teach you the values of working your ass off. And to interview the most hard-charging people on planet Earth. We know life is hard. It's time for you to suck it up, buttercup, and let us teach you to persevere in every environment imaginable by sharing real-world lessons learned by those who never quit. That's right. It's time, Marcus, for us to help them defeat the well, negative insurgency up, in their lives. You fire me up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. Marcus, 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 brother, are you are are you ready for this one? I've been waiting. <clears throat> I, I, tell me why. Because when we started doing this, and uh, you're like, hey, who should we get? Remember, we were talking about all that, and I was like, man, it, <clears throat> I'll tell you, it'd be great if we if we could get this one. I mean, I mean, because it is so close to us. Again, yes, not. That's the good part about it, though. I mean, it's hit so close to home, but how how uh, what, how far she's taken her life and what she's accomplished, it's 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 kind of when they was like, "Hey, is it okay if, if can you check and see if we can uh, if we can get some time penciled in?" You know, yeah, exactly. Right? And <laughs> hey, would you please come share yeah. your amazing never quit story with our listeners? And and what's remarkable is she she pulled away time, and we with everything that she's doing and the incredible successes. That she's having and the influence. Melly was reading off the list of stuff that she. Remember when we were going through that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you, you talk about it, right? That, the foundation, busy lady. Uh, you talk about the the children's books. You talk about, uh, you know, one of my favorite, the new statue that just was released. You talk about, uh, you talk Everything. about Fox News. I mean, this is a this this is really powerful, and for us to be able to get it on, man, really blessed yeah. and. She's part of Team Never Quit. Right. Uh, I mean, go, go. I mean, that right there is, is awesome for me. Out changing the world. Out changing the world. All right. All right. En- enough. And, and everybody, you're listening right now and you're going, all right, what, who is Marcus and, and, and Rutt talking about? Now, obviously, you, you read the title of the show, but it's more fun to talk about it like this, right? Like, right. you don't know. Uh, and if this is your first time listening to the Team Never Quit podcast, you have to understand that Marcus and I, it's been our dream, our mission in life now to help you understand how to face adversity, overcome obstacles, and teach yourself the never quit mindset. And it's our mission to help you by bringing on amazing people onto the show 
to share their greatest never quit stories, how they learned it, who influenced them, and more than that, just how to teach you where you can take away from these things and change your life today, Marcus. That's what can happen today, can't it? Everyone thinks it's so hard. We're about to show you that it's not. It is, man, it is simple. I mean, this isn't rocket medicine. Certainly, you're not a rocket scientist. Not in this chair. Not. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> when you were applying for a job and then like, you know, the, the resume goes in and everything. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Certainly not in this chair. All right. Well. So again, if this is your first time, thanks for for tuning in. We're we're real proud that you're here. Uh, If you haven't, if you want to know more about us, please visit the website at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast. And you can find all about us, why we do it, all the other shows that are on there. If you want to become a subscriber, subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to the, the download. And, and, or, or if you just want to listen to us on iTunes, man, go to your, uh, your smartphone, go to your iTunes app. Search Team Never Quit Podcast, subscribe, and have us on demand so you can have Marcus and I ringing in your head on a regular basis. (laughs) That should be the disclaimer. That that should be the disclaimer. It comes with one, right? When it's downloading, (laughs) when when the downloading uh, thing is is spinning, that that thing pops up at the bottom. Prepare to have two crazy frogmen banging around inside your skull for the next hour and 20 minutes. You have to listen to something to get it out of there. (laughs) A deprogramming mechanism. Well, anyways, a lot of t- in the previous shows, what we had done, we, we to get things started and warmed up, also to back up, when you go to TeamNeverQuit.com, check out our merchandise. Check out, we've got great t-shirts. You can show that you want to be a part of the team as well. We've got great uh, other uh, paraphernalia. You can buy ammunition. You can buy Marcus's books. You can buy... You can hire one of our great speakers that we have on the Speakers Bureau. We've got a whole plethora of things for you to keep you inspired and keep you driving down in life and, and, and moving forward one inch at a time. That was a big word, dude. Which one? Plethora. Pl- you know, you know where that comes from? <laughs> you do, don't you? I saw a grin on your face. Three right? of me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, well, would you? Marcus, it just sticks in there. Marcus, though, right? would you say that we, we have a plethora of guests? <laughs> I so very rarely get a chance to use that word in a sentence. And it, it, the fact that you just did fired me up. I was just excited to be here to be a part of that. <laughs> well, I, am a, I, am a, I am a virtual plethora you know, of ideas. Uh, uh, yeah, and verbiage. And verbiage. You know where my, I started picking mine up was in, at 18 Delta when we started Studying, oh studying the Greek and everything, yeah, man. And then everything else just starts sticking in there. I, you know, I've always, I mean, my old man was an attorney, so you can imagine when when my when my pop would talk to me, I'd, I'd pick up one out of every sixteen words sure, growing up. Sure, and, sure. And so as I moved forward and, and came out of the knuckle dragger phase just about six months ago, right. I realized when we started this. <laughs> When we started this, that I, I, would ha- I would have to try and, and use the thesaurus a little bit more in my life. <laughs> All right. Well, normally what we do to get things going, to get things rolling is we, we, we start with a historical story, a historical moment, but we're going to shift it up because we want to be, we want to, we don't want to be the same old ball and gang. Because we can't remember. Pro- probably. No, whatever. We couldn't find it. We couldn't find it. <laughs> 
All right, but this is a good That's one. A so, shotgun this so, truth so, right out there to you. So the wizard came <laughs> up, and we want to give a big shout out to the wizard, and and thank you for all that you do for us. We, we right, appreciate he's back it. behind the curtain. Always behind the curtain. Well, this time he's literally behind. Yeah, the curtain. Not, yeah, 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 nice. Okay, right, it right. took me a little while. So what he did is he prepared these great things it was for a us metaphor. to do, and it's called this 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 seg. Was it a metaphor? Play on words, right? And, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'll go with that. I like that. So with this this skit or 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 shtick or or whatever is called what you gonna do? So now Marcus has never heard this. He's never I've never read it to him. He has no idea what's coming at him. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna ask him this hypothetical situation where he has to dream up a plethora of ideas in order for him to solve this problem. All right. We're going to test his, his his cognitive acuity, all right? I'm on a roll now, but none one. of it makes any right? sense, but I'm on a roll. All right, Marcus, are you prepared for what you're going to do? Yeah. All right, stand by. Stranded alone on a desert island, and one day while watching the sublime sunset, a gust of wind blows your favorite don't mess with Texas hat off your head into the blue lagoon. Since the lagoon has crystal clear water, you can see it settle all the way to the 15-foot bottom sand, which should make it easy to retrieve. However, unfortunately for you, the beautiful lagoon and its crystal calm warm water is full of man-eating sharks that want to rip your face off, (laughs) which you also see in the crystal clarity. You know the tide won't pull your beloved hat out to sea for the next three hours, but you must hurry. The good news is apart from you, sharks, sand, and palm trees, and coconuts, the island has a fully stocked Home Depot. You simply must retrieve your beloved hat and avoid becoming lunch. So what you gonna do? Good Lord, man, that's a... That one's deep. Oh, because before the Home Depot, fit, now that the Home Depot's in play, it's 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 on, right? Well, that's that's yeah, go ahead. That's Start it. firing questions. Yeah. Let me hear what you're gonna do. Because you also know that I'm scared to death of sharks. That's why he put it in there. <laughs> it wrote that. I, sometime in our in our recent past, I've talked about that. Obviously, oh, <laughs> on a regular reoccurring yeah. basis, comes out the yeah, fear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. The the. Here's the deal is that the whole time I, we were in the SEAL teams and I was underwater, I, I knew that they were that, but I never saw them. So that's how I mind tricked myself out of, <laughs> well, out of that. Well, that's, I t- at, bless your heart, because I, I couldn't have done 10 hours in an SDV ever. All right, I know, but 15 feet's no big deal, and I know that they have in the uh, back of Home Depot because I am a regular Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and this by no way, stretch of the measure, is a, is a, uh, is a commercial for Home Depot. Yeah. But if you are a senior, <laughs> But if you are a senior executive at Home Depot, Please call us yeah. in. We'd love to have you sponsor the show. I could go as far as, as if I only had a few hours, then then I can't get into the whole turning the washing machine to an SDV through that. Because my brother and I did that when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> Long story altogether. We almost died. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, All right. Tell tough. me, what you going to do? How are you going to get that hat, bud? Yeah. Well, they have um, PVC pipe and then the, the hook retrieval system, the, the door hooks and frame hooks and all that stuff like that. Then duct tape runs relatively uh We're, i see i'm seeing it right now i'm seeing it and then uh hook, tape the hook to the end of the 15 foot pvc pipe reach down through the sharks and pull my hat back out so now we're assuming that you're in proximity enough to where you can assemble a, to have decent control of the pvc oh 15 you said 15 feet it's 15 feet deep but not 15 feet from you right 
<clears throat> well, the flex on the PVC going down into the Blue Lagoon, right, goes yeah. uh, down the side of in the hat with with the water in, in the lagoon in the shape of the bowl and yeah. like that. It just settles down to the one side. So you just crevice the side, hook the hat, and then drag it back up the side using the, the side of the wall and the hook for pressure. Pull the hat up. That's pretty easy, man. Damn. See, the problem is I was redneck. So you got to think outside the redneck. <laughs> if you're going to stump me, you know what I'm talking about? I'm, I mean, well, I'll tell you what, next time, next show, you're going to give me one. He wrote, I haven't seen it. And we'll make sure to say, hey, make sure they're hard. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. And I'll write one up too. Yeah. Uh, done. That's what we'll do. We'll we'll create them for each other. Man. All right. Yep. So if you heard what you're going to do and you like this segment, you thought it was all right. Although because of his incredible uh, 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 redneck capability as combined with his 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 uh, intestinal fortitude not to be eaten, he was able to solve that, that problem yeah. rapidly. All right. All right. Well, you know, we're super fired up that you're here. And again, you know, we like to have a lot of fun. Um, but to on a serious note, one of the things that we really strive to do is is to help you understand that life is hard and it's not going to get any easier, right? There are moments of brilliance and sunshine and the new dawn of the new day. But I'll tell you what, every day is a struggle and every day you're going to be blindsided with things that happen that are out of your control. And what we want you to know is that, hey, we care about you. And that's why Marcus and I are trying to do this show. And that's what we we have all the faith in the world and that God has given us these silly microphones for a reason, that we're we're going to inspire you that you too possess the never quit attitude. So we want to get ready to welcome, you know, our, our guest who's coming on. We talked a little bit about it. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar, and I know Marcus, hopefully you can talk just a little bit to preface uh, her coming on as, you know, one of the greatest human beings in, in our community's history is a guy by the name of Chris Kyle. Um, and I, I had the incredible fortune uh, to know him when he was just a, a young frogman going through SQT and, and as his instructor. And, you know, although he was quiet and I don't think he had really become the legend yet, uh, he, you know, he was a, he was an, an example of, of a guy that just got it done yeah, day but- in and day out. After our time, you got to think of <clears throat> when we're in that, you don't think about it like that. No. Obviously, until you get out yeah. and then, then you look back on it and then you look back at the guys like Hathcock from Vietnam and, and, and so forth and so on. And then after the Americas, I mean, long from now, when they talk of the American military and then they'll talk to Chris Kyle, just like oh. they did Hathcock. The next war, hell, the generation coming after us, you know, they'll refer to Chris. And I mean, he did such a good job that they, the Hollywood put him in the movies already. The number one R-rated yeah. movie in history. I mean, that, he. I bet he would find that funny. You knew him well. What, what do oh, you yeah. think he would think all the, the oh, hoopla? Oh, you get a chuckle out of that. You know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. Because the same thing happened to me. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And, yeah. uh, and the way I, I think about it, just be blessed to have it and then just making a big deal out of, you know, something that we did. That's that's kind of, it's something, man. It's well, something what, to think about. What I always like and what I always find, you know, and, and I've told you this over and over, uh, you know, it, it, these are circumstances that you guys – you don't imagine that happening in no, your life. Yeah. What, you, what you imagine is that you're going to Roger up in these difficult situations and you're going to be there for your teammates, which, which as we as frogmen, that's what we do. Right. And, and if you got to appreciate Chris on that, I mean, cause that's the reason I never got married. Yeah. I was married to the boys. I mean, that, that, that love that, that we have for each other. And that was so strong with him, but that the love of a woman, I didn't have that. And that's good on him for getting out. Well, Cause, cause teams have been there before us. 
And here's my favorite part when you get out. You, you're like, man, I, I still teams everything to me. I, and then as soon as they take your ID and you can't get back in the gate, <laughs> the, the next hour. Yeah, the, next, <laughs> the next five minutes. Yeah. What's that? Hey, thanks. Here's your, you know, here's your paddle. Quack. I don't know you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and that's the hardest part to get over, right? And then after I, a while, when, you, you know, when, you get, when you've been out past your term, then well, I think you and bring the younger up guys a, are coming up then. I think you brought up a good point, man. I mean, with a 95, when I was in with 95% divorce or not, it was 90 and then it's shot up to 95 during wartime. Yeah, war, yeah. You know, and I know like three dudes and their wives that stayed together the whole time. Amazing human beings. Well, you know, Chris is one of those guys and, and I had no concept of what that meant or the stress oh, that sure. it must've been on the spouse until I got married. Well, and I mean, start- look, look at us. So we were the single guys. So what we do to the married guys? Oh, Crush you don't them. Need to, right? Crush, yeah. oh, you, you don't, need, you don't you, need to go home. What? You wuss. Don't I go mean, home. We sure help things. And she got your know what in her yeah. handbag. And, you know. I mean, oh. Uh, but, you know, I learned about. <laughs> I'm so glad I waited. Well, I, I, I wouldn't have made it. Well, think about this now. You're on the road. 50, 60 times a year with speaking. And, yeah. and, and I, when I got married, the first thing that happened after the economy cut, I started contracting, started deploying again for four years and, and put my poor wife through it and had no concept of the impact it was having and how it affected her. So, you know, one of the things I really hope if you're a listener out there and you've been a military spouse or you're the spouse of a first responder or you're the spouse of a person that's constantly gone. This show is for you, all right? This show is for you to realize the strength. Or if you lose somebody. Or if you lose somebody. Great point. Great, great point. That this show is for you, and and I hope that you'll hear the strength because the woman that was blessed to be married to Chris is, is unique in so many ways. She's so amazing, and we're just so privileged to have Teakai. Come on. Let's get her on, huh, Marcus? Yeah. Marcus, I got to tell you, buddy. I got to tell you, man. I hear it. I, I, it. One of our own is coming on, man. I hear one it. of our own is coming on, and I'm starting to feel that tingle inside me. I'm this starting is to feel that. I know when you're fired up because you sound like a, a, a wrestler. I do. I right? do. Like I'm like I'm ready to, like Jimmy the Superfly Snooker, ready right. to come and off the top belt. Can you, can you smell can you, <laughs> what run is cooking? Can you smell? But, but like, here's the deal on this one, though. I, I want to make By the way, sure. We love to shout out to my boy, Dwayne. We love you. <laughs> Here, here's the deal on this one. I want to make sure, and, and I haven't done this before, but this, is, this, this person is so important to us, so important to Team Never Quit, so important to what it is well, she's we on the do. team. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. and I want to make sure. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read an introduction that she deserves. Because it's so powerful. She's such a powerful woman. She's so amazing. She's touched so many people. So here, let me just read this before we bring her on, all right? Since the tragic loss of her Navy SEAL husband, Chris Kyle, Taya has continued to forge Chris's legacy through the formation of the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. The Chris Kyle Frog Foundation is based on Kyle's values of God, country, and family. The foundation is unique in its work to strengthen military and first responder marriages so the family unit not only survives, but thrives while they serve. Taya Kyle is a mother, a New York Times bestselling author of American Wife, Fox News contributor, an advocate for military families and American women, and a public speaker taking her philosophy of the ripple effect to millions of people across the United States. 
Marcus, it is my incredible honor to welcome Taya. Taya, welcome to the Team Never Quit podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I tell you what, it, it's pretty awesome that you're on. It's Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, can't, I couldn't stay away from you guys if I tried. <laughs> we do have that gravitational pull on people. <laughs> she, still, she has power. She's her and Mel are good buddies. So, like, she, she has that, that, that tw- like, her and Mel. Just the boss of, right, right on. Yeah. And when you, were, when you were talking about her, I was like, man, that's... I was thinking about Millie in my head, same, you know, kind of same premise, man. I was like, Here we go. It's going to be good. Cause she'll jerk a knot in her ass if we start. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Taya, one of the great ways we like to get warmed up and, and, you know, we, we, what we want to do is we want to warm up that brain of yours, that big, beautiful brain of yours. We want to get you fired up. We want to get you thinking. So what we do on, on the TNQ podcast is we offer this thing called the mad minute. And the Mad Minute is we're just going to pop these random questions at you so you can just fire back for effect and, and just warm up your brain for us getting into the really the powerful stuff that's coming next. Are, so are, are, are you up for that? Are you ready for it? I'll, I'll always take a brain warm up. <laughs> Too bad that uh, Marcus and I often have challenges warming up our brain. Right. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? I'm on like a, I might as well have an IV drip of caffeine to get through every day. So <laughs> I love I it. it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. It's funny. It, Marcus says the only time he ever, I, he ever consumes massive quantities of, of coffee is when I show up to do the podcast sure. here. I love it. All Seriously, right. Yeah, he's got to keep up. All right, here we go. First question is, where did you grow up? Oregon. Favorite superhero. Wonder Woman, hands down. Have you seen the new hey, the show new yet? Thing with uh, yeah. Um, the no, super- okay. So I I do need to see that show. But can I just tell you, and you guys will appreciate this because you're around the same uh, age as is when I was little and underoos were the big thing, and I loved Wonder Woman so much that I put on my tank top Wonder Woman thing and rode my bicycle with my girlfriend and kind of like I had the gold <laughs> cuff. You know, dodging bullets, and I got in so much trouble for wearing my underwear outside. Do you wear it now? <laughs> <laughs> I, if they made it, I mean, can TNQ make some of that? Because I would wear that all day long. That's a good idea. Underwears, yeah. Underwears for adultery, and I know you'd wear a Spider-Man one, Marcus. I think you got a market there. There's a suit in there, right? But my, actually, well, he he already has it. He <laughs> actually wears it around suits, all yeah. day long. Uh, for Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. everyone has to wear onesies, and mine's the Spider-Man. <laughs> it's excellent. And for mm-hmm. Christmas, I get to be Spider-Man. All right, all right. Next question is: What is the world's best vacation destination in your mind? Okay, well, I could I could say two things. One is I could say anything Melanie Luttrell plans because she's like the travel master. And the, the, my favorite place I've been is with the Luttrells in Belize. And I didn't even think I was a beach person until we went there. It was extraordinary. And I don't know if it's just because of, of the place that she found or if it was the people that we were with because we were with, you know, some good friends. And I think I only uh, spent yeah, you know, awesome. two days down there and it was the best. It was truly amazing. All right, good yeah. answer. All right. Awesome, awesome. Uh, next one is give us one bucket list item for you. One bucket list item. Yeah, there are so many things that I want to accomplish in this life. I think one of them is that I've, I've wanted to publish a novel, uh, a fiction, and a children's book, and I'm on my way with the children's book. So that's probably my bucket list right now. That's awesome. That's a goal. 
Yeah, that, I, I mean, we know you'll do that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, That's you're going to knock that yeah. off for sure. I that was, was weak. I was hoping she was going to say, I want to beat Felix Bumgauer's yeah. right, free so, fall record from space. Right, all right, so here's what's going to happen now. you got to climb, when Morgan and I turn uh, 50, we have to climb Everest. That was it. I don't want to get into it. But anyhow, we're going to drag you up there now. Yeah, that's what I right. like to hear. She'll go up there with us. Well, Pearl, all right. That was totally weak. All right, I'm going to think about my bucket list more. I'm going to, because you're right, that's a goal. Although I don't know, I don't uh, take it for granted that I'll achieve it. Maybe that's, maybe that's, I need to take it off the bucket list and put it on I will do list. But that, now you you're talking, listen, you're, yeah. you're a pretty amazing lady. So I, when hey. you said something like Marcus and I just kind of looked at each other, that's going to, that's, uh, that's already no, happening. No. That's, that's a big See, anybody else that are going to be like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I know she's going to do she's it. She's so bad that she's going to crush it. She's hey, already crushed check it. Check this out. Hey, Taya, for the, uh, for the mad minute, my questions when I first, <laughs> because you're such a strong, I was like, I'd been thinking about this. I was like, so favorite laundry detergent. Good. Yeah, Favorite vacuum cleaner. That's a good one too. Are you a guiding light or a days of our lives woman? Oh, you were going to be all offensive. Yeah, like, I was going to see how many of those questions I could rattle out at you before you like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what brand of bonbon do I like? Yeah, while exactly. I'm sitting on the couch? Oh man, that would like be that. hilarious. He, he, I, every now and then he gets that little wild spur up. up I mean, if I would going. have in the week I had, I would have, I would have dropped that one on you. All right, all right. Here's the last question for you in the Mad Minute, because obviously you figured out that our Mad Minute goes on for like ten minutes. But here's the last question for you: If you could pick any decade to live in in any time period. What would that be and when? All right. I think this is going to be a weak answer, too. But I'll just, I think if I could pick any decade, it would probably be the decade before this one, but only if I could have the wisdom that I have now to go back and relive it. And it would only be because my kids would be little and Chris would be here. And hopefully I could, I could do it with some of the lessons that I've learned since he died. If I could have those and redo it, you know, I'd be a happy person. But as far as time and history, I don't want to do without the luxuries that we have today. Is that shallow? No, it's awesome. It's awesome. I think that was one, of the, the best, part of, it. That's one of the best answers I've heard because yeah. she put it in context to say, hey, man, I, I, if I could go back just right recently yeah. and, and apply how much life means to me and her faith and how much it's developed in that circumstance, I think that's beautiful. Well, that's it's amazing. The people, I mean, the more technology, the, the, the simpler life is made every day, just normal stuff that everyone has, running water, yeah. and they still com- people can complain about anything, but it's sometimes... It's baffling. And to hear that come out of her, like, hey, I mean, all yeah. I want to go back a little bit just to get my, my husband back, that kind of deal, because yeah, everything else awesome. is, is great. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, Taya, thank you so much for doing a Mad Minute. That was fun. We always like to have a good time. Is your brain firing on all cylinders now? Yeah, I think it is. I think I'm ready. Except for that bucket list. You know it's going to eat away at me in the back of my mind. Why don't I, I have right. a bucket list? And then I'll get off the phone with you, and I'll come up with a list of, like, a hundred, so I'm never in the position not to have a bucket list item again. Well, here, here's what we'll do. Here's what we call do. Back yeah, in. yeah, yeah. you can us. always call back in the next time we're recording, just as a special guest caller. Drop your <laughs> awesome bucket list and then hang up and say, "I'm out." Hey, you know, we, we ought to have <laughs> a studio line, and then since she's a Fox News contributor, she could be a T and Q contributor. Right. So if we're ever doing something, call into the to the bat line, the bat phone, and we'll. You know, you plug her in. What do you got, Taya? 
well, I'm out here and you need to do it. <laughs> I love yeah. it, dude. You can, you can see my perfection of nature coming in. I'm like, wait a minute, there was a question I didn't do well. It's like my answers could have been anything, but I'm going to obsess on that one. That wasn't, it was weak. It was weak. Well, here's what happens. Every, almost everybody gets on and, and says something. They're like, uh, well, can I? That's why it's a mad yeah, minute. Yeah, it's, it's a mad minute. And, and if you have time to think yeah, about it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, you did awesome. All right. And, and us get, picking on you, that's just part of it. <laughs> Nobody else, we've never backed up on anybody <laughs> except for you. <laughs> so what, what, oh, I I want, what I want now is, and in, in, in what everybody is is coming to this show in, in particular is, is is to get to the meat and potatoes is, is to, to sh- so you can share with our listeners and the people out there that admire you and admire your, your life and, and really want to hear from you. Go ahead and share what's, what's your greatest never quit story or stories for us. All right. Yeah. You know, when I, I was thinking a lot about it and there are so many minutes in my life that were so pivotal as far as making me who I am today. And I think, emotional for me because most of them come back to Chris and the influence that he had in my life and how just life with him changed me. And certainly his death changed me even more, but I think I'm only okay because of my life with him. I certainly had an amazing foundation with my parents and I give them all the credit in the world, especially for showing me what a a strong marriage can be. And they never shied away from letting me know that if if you're going to stay married for 50 years, that you got to expect some hard days, some hard months, but I think importantly, my mom also told me there might be some hard years, babe, and this was before I was was married, it was before I met Chris, and I remember thinking about that, and I think that's so true, because people aren't just naturally made, uh, you know, magical stardust and and romance, and this is your soulmate, and it will always be great, I mean, it's going to take some grit and some effort sometimes, and and seeing my parents and their friends do that, I think, you know, it prepared me, but... right. I had, I had friends and one of them in particular, and there was a time where, man, I wasn't sure if we were going to make it. And, and Chris wasn't sure either. And I had a friend who had kind of gone through hell with this love of her life that, that they really were just a match made in heaven. It seemed like, but you know, life screwed them up too. And he had some hard blows and he had some trauma and he didn't handle it well. And I remember them when my rough time came, it was a woman who, she sat on the phone with me, you know, if it was midnight, if it was two in the morning, if it was oh, wow. middle of the day. And she's a busy person. I mean, she runs her own medical practice and she had kids and, and uh, sports and all these other things going on. And she gave me the time and she went through that fight with me. And I, I trust her and I listen to her. And I feel like things like that, I know that was a pivotal moment. She got me through and, and Chris and I, you know, cared enough to go through it and come out the other side. But I just had situations in the last year where, you know, somebody else is going through a hard time and I kind of same thing, right? I had kids, I had work, I had travel. I you know, still dealing with grief and, and normal everyday stuff where, you know, stuff goes wrong in the house. And, and I wanted to give that to that person. And I knew it was exhausting. I knew it stressed me out. I knew it broke my heart to go through it with her. But if it took a month to go through it to save that marriage, then that was my pay it forward. And that was, now, it, it always reminds me that there's a reason why you go through hell. And I think sometimes you go through it so you can turn around and help somebody else and be that person. But awesome. um, it's kind of along with, yeah, right. It's, it's what you guys are doing with your show with the team never quit podcast. It's saying, you know, somebody else is going to need the encouragement that I needed to get through. And I heard your, some of your past podcasts too, where you, know, you talk about grit and will and determination and how you can be born of that. And I think that that's definitely true. I mean, I thought about, things in my life growing up, how 
you know, one of the things I was thinking about um, this morning was just, when I was, I was thinking about will and how you guys talk about that and how you kind of can be born with a certain toughness. And I remember oh. my parents, you know, were pretty strict and I get grounded and they, you know, they look at me and they say, you're grounded for a week. And my heart would break and I'd be scared, but I'd look at them with steel eyes and be like, okay. And they'd say, all right, you know, yeah, I was not an easy child to raise, I'm sure. They'd say, well, then it's two weeks. I'm like, fine. Inside, I'm dying, right? That I was yep. like, you will not hurt me. You will not see me, you know, break. And, um, and I was suddenly, and it went up to a freaking month one time. And these are parents that stuck, you know, stuck to their guns and, and stayed true. And I, I was wondering, like, does that show like a stubborn, uh, streak that hopefully I've, I've tailored into something positive today or, um, or was that just being a bratty kid? I'm not sure. It might've just been, you know, being a bratty kid and hating authority or something like that. But, no, uh, no, I, it, all, a know. bunch of psychologists have proven that kids that have that kind of defiance early on, you know, if they're still shepherded in, in, in got good faith and good character, that that will turn and eventually become an attribute as it has in That's your it. life, right? Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. When, you get to, when it's in a kid, though, and you're dealing, they have the mentality of that. It's a, that's kind of an adult thing stuck into a younger. A younger brain. Per, brain, right. Yep. So it's. Yeah, I think it is. I think that that's one of the things I would say is sometimes the hardest kids to raise have the potential to be some of our strongest leaders and, and strongest adults. And I fight with that because I, I don't. My kids are super respectful, and I, I don't tolerate much, but I also don't want to, to break their spirit. You know, that spirit, like you said, Absolutely. a little bit of, of uh, defiance, but I also think we lack in this, you know, not to get off subject, but we do lack a society where people respect authority. And, and my parents, to their credit, you know, they didn't, it's not like they gave in, and I think that's the difference. They didn't break my spirit. Um, they stuck to it, and they, they showed me I was tough enough to, you know, endure those things. But to, to be brutally honest, too, even before I met Chris, there were times where I don't know that I showed that kind of strength and will. I mean, I didn't quit. I had a job that I was totally depressed in. I hated, I hated showing up. And I wouldn't say it was like, well, I hated it, but I got a bed every morning and just showed up. I didn't, man. Some days I didn't freaking show up to work, but wow. I didn't quit the job. But you know, I just, it, it, I was in sales and I could make it up another day or whatever. And that was a dangerous, um, you know, dangerous situation. So it's not like I, I have this will that just, I was born with and I just, I won't quit. I think it's, uh, I got to be motivated and, and well, it's the, the situations I, that you get dropped into that pick that away. So since you, you had that in the, just what she was saying, the defiant parts, maybe it's not really defiance. It's just a never kind of quit mindset totally. still in there. And then as you get older, like, like right now, I like to say if you allow yourself to get into any kind of situation. It, it actually proves to be a positive thing. It, it you sets learn you up. It. Right. it sets you up for the next stage. Right? right. And you know, if you get hit mm-hmm. again and you've been in that situation before, you're like, well, I know I can get out of it. And, and I go yeah. back to hearing you right now, Taya, saying here you are in this, you know, kind of place and time in your life, uh, you know, prior to, to meeting Chris, where it's like, man, what it, what is the meaning of my life? And why why am I not passionate? Why am I not? Why isn't that will and determination that my wonderful parents bestowed on me and, and gave me? Why isn't that coming out? Well, what happened in that moment? What shifted you around to, to start to change then? Well, I can, I can promise you this, that the, the biggest change in my life was, was the love I had for Chris. And I mean, there's, there was no way I could have imagined a guy like him. No way. I remember praying that God would send me someone nice. That was my prayer. Nice. You know, nice. and 
And I remember one of the most romantic, and, and Chris really was, you know, that's a whole other, no, I other story. But, you know, <laughs> what? But yeah, what? You, yeah, you would say that, and then you would say, well, wait a minute, what about the guy that uh, he opened the door for and he didn't say thank you, and he turned around and threw the door in his face? You know, okay, so maybe maybe in some situations he wouldn't be seen as quote-unquote nice. Well, that's just manners. Me, that's, see, that's that's kind of the way these texts were raised like that in tech. That's that's yeah, a manner right. deal. It's that you jump past a disres- into a disrespectful when someone's openly trying to do something nice for you, and then if you have the abilities that he had, sure. Yeah, no, it's very very much so. But you know, that there's there's a a thing here, and I know for a fact because I've seen it with you, Marcus and Melanie, and that is that you can be all kinds of things to all different kinds of people, but there's something that happens when somebody has your heart. And Chris Amen. is different with me, right? And and I was oh. different with him, but you know, I didn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up on him, even when I was mad at him. And, you know, I thought, oh, dang it. You know, I'd, I'd watch him walk away and I'd see his gate. I think it was sounded like a cowboy gate. I remember vividly looking outside an upstairs window one time thinking, I was so mad at him. And I watched him walk across the street to the neighbor's house. And I was like, oh, God, he's hot. I was like, really, this guy, <laughs> like, awesome. Totally. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like, you know, he just, he had my heart. And I was like, damn it. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm still, um, it was, it was that it was, and it's, it's not just looks. What I'm saying is like, there's something about somebody that you're so attracted to that you can't imagine being without them. And to this day, that's what, if there's a fight that involves Chris, I'm showing up and I don't care. You know, there's sometimes it bugs me so much when people seem to have this attitude of, well, they're gone. So it doesn't matter. I'll tell you what, till the day I freaking die, he matters. And if it involves him and somebody's messing with him or his memory or something that isn't right, I'm going to, I'm going to fight that fight that doesn't go away. And I think, you all know that you have, you have buddies that pass and you're not, I mean, there's just something um, that changed in me with him. And I can tell you the hardest, the hardest moments I've, I've also had are those moments where it was time to walk away from something. And I couldn't stand the thought of having to, to lay down, you know, mostly it was, there was a court case, not the one probably you're thinking of, but there was another one and we ended up settling. And then I thought these, these guys were wrong. And I felt like they could have gone to prison for a long time. I mean, I'm talking serious wrong. And, right. and, and I could have stayed in the fight. I and mean, it was costing me more money than I, I could have imagined. And the stress and trying to raise my kids and fight the good fight and be everything to everyone. And, and I ended up, you know, saying, all right, I'll, I'll, I want, like the lawyer had to remind me, look, of the things that you said you wanted, you got them. Wow. I was like, yeah, but, but stuff changed in the fight because they, they went lower and they went, you know, more off course. And now I want more. I want more blood. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they deserve it. They earned it. And they started I it. more. Right. Yeah. And, and it was like, I, yes, I got what I originally came to get, but I didn't know how bad it was and how much they went off. So I'm still got like, we're, we're, we got to do this. And, and it was, it was an important time, I think for me, because I had to, um, I had to, to kind of lay down the sword and, and say, okay, I got what I came for and I got to walk away. But I, to this day, sometimes it bothers me. To this day, I question it. Like, did I, I would, should I have? Should yeah, don't I look at it like you laid down your sword. You just put it back in the sheath. I mean, because some of those, yeah. some of those situations, especially in today's, and that, that mentality, that's, that's, that's that warrior mentality. For sure. I mean, you for hit sure. them till they're, till they're gone. Right. right. That kind of deal. So yep. them starting that and that. And you know that's the mentality she has because of that eating feeling. Oh, that just I've been hitting for days, on you. man. Like, you yeah. know what? You, it's, you, the it's the not never, that you got it's one the over never on me. It's quit just, mindset, right? right? Not, you know, and the fight's not over. And yeah. when it comes to when so, I when you hear people talk about uh, guys like, oh, I wouldn't expect him to be all romantic with his wife. 
like everyone has those for the most part has all those characteristics that everybody else has. So if yep. you see somebody who is hard charging in the boardroom or, or as a Navy SEAL, you can bet they're going to be the same way with the wife. And well, well, this is the interesting point that you're bringing up. And, and good because I was running. Out. No, <laughs> you're, no, you're spot on. To, to bring I had no it. idea I was going to close that out. No, you're you're spot on, and I love this. And this goes back to Taya, what you said. When you fell in love with Chris, and this is something that I believe is one of the greatest phenomena that we possess, and it's a blessing from God every single time that we acknowledge it and, and nurture it, but it's the power of love from a strong point, not from a weakness, not from a place of, of, of submission or anything like that, but from a place of strength. And that's what I'm hearing in you. That love was ignited for the this man. Yeah, it's not a submission and thing. It's a te all. teaming up. It's like I just found something that's so powerful that I can I can't wait. When I met Melanie, I mean, she, the women in our lives set us on our paths. They see things that we don't that see. We, we don't see, and and it balances. They right, bring exactly. That so I mean, once that happens, all I do is say, "What's my job for today?" Yeah. So Taya, tell tell our listeners what. Because a lot of people out there haven't truly felt that love, or or if they're in their their the hole and they're not experiencing it, you know, how do they find it? Where do they go? What what does it feel like? What does the power of that love truly feel like? Okay, so I'm going to give you there's there's a couple of things I'm going to say on this, and on the one hand, I can tell you, like I said, that there was a time I all I wanted to do was be independent and not need a man. That is the God's honest truth. I was so excited to get out of my parents' home and make a living and, and forge my own way. And then kind of life broke me down pretty good. And I was, I was in a bit of a depression when I met Chris and, and I, but I had prayed. I said, God, I think, I think I hear you. Like you, I'm not supposed to be alone. I'm not meant to do this alone. So, you know, I boiled it down to what I wanted. I just wanted somebody pure of heart. I just wanted somebody nice. And it was within weeks that I, met Chris and it was, you know, it's a comedy almost in itself that I met him in a bar and he was a sniper, but not at the time. He, was just, he had just graduated buds and, you know, all this stuff. But there was something in, in our interaction that just was, was powerful and magnetic. And it wasn't right away. It's not like it was, you know, love at first sight. This is the guy I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I just know I was drawn to him. And, and the reason sure. I clarify that is because I think we have to remember a few things. One is that God is always there and we do need to listen. And sometimes when you're broken down the most, it's a, it's a message. God is talking to you and telling you something that you need to hear. That was my Amen. message. And, and that I went to God and prayed and said, okay, I, you know, I humble myself to you. I submit to you because I, I'm not, I don't even know where to go to find this. I don't, I didn't even know that I wanted it. And then he sent it to me, but I had to be open to seeing it. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was, you know, it built our relationship built like anybody else's does. We talked on the phone, you know, for a while before we spent a lot of time together and it was, you know, slowly but surely I realized, Oh my gosh, this is the answer to my prayer. I didn't necessarily know it the second that, you know, that he showed up. I just thought he was honestly, I thought he was hot and he was fun and it would be fun for a while, you know, until God answered my prayer. And then, <laughs> you know, as time went on, I realized, Oh my God, this is it. And, and I think that importantly, I mean, there are times I remember, you know, trying to express to Chris, I don't know if you can, I wish I could say it in words. I wish I could put it in the words, how much I feel for you. I mean, after we were together for a while, after we were married and I just felt like there's no way I can express how full my heart is now I would do anything, you know, for you. And, and I give credit to him because he was different and he was kind and he was romantic, but he was, um, he was just true to who he was and, and he, he was unabashed. I mean, if we, you know, had an argument or something, you know, he would come to me and fix it or want to fix it. And he would humble himself in a way that 
so it's tough that maybe you wouldn't always expect that level of humility or uh, vulnerability that he, that he gave me. But, mm-hmm. but importantly, I want to say this, all of that and the love that I feel today and the love that I felt then, I want people to remember that there are times, right? There are times where I'm sure he could not stand me. <laughs> and I know there were times where I thought, it, like, I don't, what am I even doing with you? Like, yeah. who are you? This you know is what I mean? insane, like, that's right? That's the reality. Yeah, I mean, that's the reality. And I think a lot of that was because we had a, you know, we had a mountain of, of trouble with war and combat and deployments or leaving for training. And yes, like everybody else, that's why I'm passionate about helping people get through that. Who he was and, yeah, and how it, hard we were going in the paint, man. And that's why I, Morgan and I never got married while we were in. Right. I mean, yep. that focus and dry, what we were talking about earlier. So he's so hardcore in the teams, but he's at home too. He loves his wall. Once you go into combat, all that gets sucked into one thing. Yeah. Right? That drive right, yeah. and determination gets sucked in. You can't even, I mean, none of that, and all that other stuff becomes white noise, which is tough when you have somebody yeah. who cares about him as much as you did, not getting anything back, not getting anything back. Even as hard as he would try, yeah. man, there is a wall up that does not come down. Especially if you stay on the line, man, right. that decompression time never. It doesn't go down. It doesn't happen while yeah. we're in. It just doesn't. I don't care if you're well, even at, you the, at, the, at a training pipeline. Go ahead, Tay. That's so true. Well, no, no, I was just going to say, I, I, didn't, I definitely didn't want to cut Mark's off. What you're saying is so important. And that's, that's one of the things that I know for a fact is when somebody dies, the regret is the hardest thing because you can't go back and fix it. And all you can do is believe that they're on the other side and that they can hear you when you say, shit, I'm so sorry. I have I mean, no kind of- idea. I have no idea how wrong I was. But, you know, if I knew then, Mark, is what I know now, if I knew, because I, I didn't know... I mean, now I've been traumatized in my own way, and it's nothing like the things that, that he had to go through, and I know now how hard it is to focus and drive through that and push on for the people you love, and I, I, now I have so much more respect, but at the time, I had no idea what all that must have been. I mean, I, I tried. I'm empathetic. I felt like I, I was forgiving, and I was kind. Oh, wait, hey, I felt for, like hey, I was loving. Look, none, of that, none of that's on you. That that's the hardest part is yeah. you don't go through the training with him. And what what basically happens? Because I being married, but when we were all together, I would see it. Man, you just get talked to you like a teammate. Totally. But a yeah. teammate who's not going going over. I mean, and mm-hmm. whether you want to try and think about it or not, it comes down to it. And I don't know if you ever said this, but like, uh, I was listening to one buddy one time. He told me, he goes, man, I go, how was your weekend? You saw the wife for the first time. He's like, I got home, and we had had. I mean, we got our butts just handed to us before he goes. Came home and she goes, "What have you been doing? Camping with the boys all week?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a yeah. jovial yeah, joke, yeah. man. But that's kind of you know he he got upset, oh. and, and and that's the part you have to be a wife for a while to know to, what to it know feels. what that what's going down there. Well, I tell you what, when I when I I did the same thing, Tay. I I I did I never got married in the teams. I got out. Fast forward, you know, after the collapse, I went back to contracting and I was contracting for the government at this time and I was married and I started deploying and I would come back and do exactly what Marcus would do. I would, I would, I would try and use the references of where I just was to, you know, assimilate with this woman who, who loved me, but I was a different man than the guy that she had fallen in love with. And, and I progressively got worse and worse with each deployment. So the, the question I have for you is even though you, you didn't have the reference point there, what kept you in the fight? Taya? what, what kept you staying there after Chris just kept going and going and going, what kept you there? Yeah. You know, that's, that, that is um, a really great question. And I can tell you clearly, because I remember 
as clear as day, a lot of those moments where, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I was low as, as low can be. I mean, there were times where I just, I felt hopeless and helpless. And I know that he felt the same way for, for different reasons. And that's the challenge of these marriages, but it was two things. One is that it was God. I felt like I'm not playing around. If I make a promise to God, I mean it. And my vows were a promise to God. And I did not, I did not take that lightly. I didn't take that as there's an exit here. I mean, I remember, you know, um, screaming at Chris one time, like divorce is not an option, you know, like it's, right. I just, you know, and, and, um, and he was in an environment where, you know, 95% of the guys were getting divorced. So I'm sure in his mind, he's like, really? Cause I see that as kind of an option, you know, and, uh, <laughs> but you know, right. They, that's, that's the reality of what they see. But, but to me, that was one thing that I, I felt like, um, I, you don't, you don't make a promise like that and, and turn back without dire consequences. And, um, and the other thing was, you know, once we had kids too, my parents led by example that, you know, they stayed married through good and bad everything. And I could never imagine breaking up my family for my kids sake. And I know, I know that there are a lot of people who get divorced and yes, the kids turn out fine and all that. But I think part of the, the beauty of staying together is that, you know, your kids are statistically much more likely to get divorced if you get divorced. Right. And I think that I could see that so clearly because if you reverse that and say statistically, I'm much more likely to stay married because my parents stayed married. I, I understand that because they, they were my inspiration and my proof that, man, sometimes I saw, I saw a look in my mom's eye. I mean, she did not like my dad sometimes. I can guarantee you, you know, she looked at him. But then I also knew they went on dates. You know, they dressed up, they put on cologne, they got a babysitter, and they loved each other through it. And so for me, I got to see the reality of, you know, look, you might have a minute where you look at that person and think, you're driving me, you know, insane, or who are you, or what are you right. doing? But the fact is that love can be stronger than that. Your dedication can be stronger than that. Yep. And you can do it for your kids so they don't have to find, you know, four different places to go to on Christmas or Thanksgiving. And, and I, had this, I had this vision in my mind always when when I would think about however it was in the moment, I had this vision of Chris and I sitting in a house. I could picture the living room that was always my mental image with a Christmas tree, old, on the couch, smiling at each other, looking at our grandkids play together and our kids. And I thought, that, that's it, right? It's the long game. It's not some of this you know, crap in the middle that's challenging us. And, and, um, and Chris could have walked out. He could have walked out. He, he said the reason that we made it is because we both didn't give up at the same time. Yep. And maybe that's true. Yeah. You know, it always bothered me because I thought, I didn't give up. But you know what? I'm sure in, in, I'm sure in his mind, he saw me as, as giving up sometimes. And I'm sure that is how I appeared that I was giving up, just like sometimes he appeared to me to be giving up. But I'm, I'm super passionate about marriage because I feel like it can be your biggest gift. And I know what it's like to lose it. And I know the beauty of it. And I know the, the regrets. And I can look back and say what was worth it. I know that I, I was thinking about this the other day. I was talking to somebody, I usually use the word like our marriage was marinated somehow, but I'll take it a little bit further. I think, well, actually, that's a good analogy. You think of a really great piece of steak and, you, you know, you buy it at the store, it's going to be a great piece of meat. That's like our marriage when we were fresh and new and in love and it was, man, it was, it was a good connection. And then you think, well, if you marinate it, what is that? It's breaking down the tissue. It's breaking down the tissue in the steak and it's making it more tender and it's giving some seasoning to it and it's giving all these different layers of flavor. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that is what happened to our marriage. And that's one of the greatest gifts I think I got is that 
you know, our special, our last year of marriage was, was great. You know, when he first got out of the teens, it was hell for a year at least. And I'm impressed that he was able to get in and out of that transition within a year. Cause I think some people never make it fully through that. <laughs> it and, took me 10 um, years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, well, I mean, it is hard and, and, uh, he didn't quit trying to find things that, that would help. And I didn't quit trying to find things that would help. And, and he came through it. And I think that I always look back and I thank God for the time because our last month, I remember telling a friend of mine, it, I said, I know this is going to sound so strange. And, um, and you know, I didn't think she was as, uh, she didn't believe in some, some strange essences and words as much as I do or feelings that come true and all that. And I said, but I'm, I started to cry. I said, I'm terrified something bad's about to happen to one of us because it's, wow. it's too good. And it felt like somebody really wrapped a warm blanket around us. And I was like, man, I don't care what all we went through. We were made for each other. Like this, it doesn't mm. get any better than this. And it was because it was marinated, man. It had flavor. It had been broken down and stronger for it. And we, it's like, I, I feel like the beauty of our life is that in, you know, when you look back, I can say at some point, and I'm an old lady, I'll look back and say it was a short period of my life, but, it, it was the most important, and we lived probably 10 lifetimes within those those um, years that we had together because we knew each other at our absolute lowest. We knew each other when, you know, one of us was, was going through a time where we weren't sure we wanted to live. We both had those periods. We had the times where we were elated, the times where we welcomed the kid into the world, and, and um, when we looked at each other and said, guess we'll give you. We had times where it was like we laughed our asses off, and nobody would get that sense of humor but us because we lived it together. And we had those times where, you know, whatever it is you struggle with, like, man, I got to get in shape. Yeah, me too. And you know what? Sure, let's just go get some chips and cheese and sit in bed and watch TV and binge watch it. We're exhausted the next day. And, you know, it's, it's <laughs> all of those things that, that you live with a person and you, you see them in every, uh, it runs the gamut of everything. And I, I feel like sometimes we shy away from that. We are human, we're vulnerable. We want to shy away from letting somebody see us in all those different elements, but Really, if you if you're strong enough to stand by somebody's side when they're going through it, and it might be years, if they're strong enough to see you through it, if you love them through it, if you allow yourself to be imperfect, you allow the other person to be imperfect. I mean, we ask so much of ourselves these days that they're supposed to be our soulmate, they're supposed to be our best friend, they're supposed to be our biggest supporter, all this stuff. Sometimes I think we forget, man, they're human too. They're, they're just as jacked up as the rest of us, and sometimes it's a matter of just deciding I'm here and I'm not going anywhere and we'll figure it out. And I will humble myself before you. I will be vulnerable and I will admit I'm just as jacked up as you sometimes. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to expect you to be more than you can be right now. And, and um, to me, that's, you come out of that with a, a passion and a love and a connection that you cannot get anywhere else. And, and I, the bond. I, it is. It's the it bond. Really is, and, and it's something. And yeah. well, it's just like what they. I mean, you got what he. The bond we have with each other is forging adversity. That's why we're so good yeah, at what we, we talk do, about man. It all the time. And, and when it came time to, to that mutual respect through watching your teammate right, get suffer. crush and suffer, and you're suffering with yeah, him. And one day, he won't go, one day go he's good. Yeah. The next day, the other guy's good. Yeah, we all, and you find that cross to bear. Everybody has one. And then when it may not be the other dudes, but he'll be there with you to get you through it. Cause you know, he's going to find his. Absolutely. I, I remember when we were coming back from deployments, it's almost to the fact where it would go down like this. So, and, and Chris, perfect example. So we'd get back from deployment and he's still wired up. And I tell people, I'm like, Hey, look, man, if you, as soon as he gets back from deployment, if, if you're not, 
he can kind of have a day to unwind because he's dragging that with him. Oh, so if you get a chance to clear the head, which we don't have that, right? They nah, just kind of yeah. send you home. So you send him home to the wife in deployment mode. Dude, and, I got back from my, my, my deployment to Afghanistan. All the wives were there outside the team. They all went home. I went down to the, the bar in I, IB and drank till the morning. And then that was, that was my welcome home, man. There was right, nothing right. back then. And some of the guys, I think when they, they, they get... They come home and they get in the arguments and tell you, you can attest to this. If, if it's like Chris would, would leave just so he wouldn't make you angry while he was home. It, 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 and it doesn't work that it thinks that that's the rationale in the head. Like, man, if I'm, while I'm, when I'm home, I'm kind of pissing her off. I don't want her to be unhappy. I'll just stay the team with the boys. And, yeah. and it's, it's a, it's a backwards way of it's thinking. Backwards. It's, back, it's, it's backwards. It's completely backwards. He loves you so much, man. He doesn't want to. But you got to go home, and that's that's the part that brings you back. It's like I love her so much, man. You know what? I want to just be standing there next to her, even if she is mad at me. Well, what I love about Tay yeah. about about your description of it, and it's really profound because you're spot on, and and in relating what every other guest has come on to say, and and that's you know our fortitude, our intestinal fortitude, our drive towards one another is a derivative of the pain we experience with one another. The, and, and yes, the, the, the moments of elation and those glorious times of, of you know, binge uh, Netflix watching and all those, those quiet moments are exceptional. But you're right. It, it's, it's those hard times that when you come through the other end, man, you really see things in a new light. And it's like what you'd said before, you know, if I only knew what I knew you know, knew right. now back then. And tell you what you said. I mean, that, that, once you get out, that goes away. I mean, it took oh. Chris a year. It took, it took me a little bit longer. It took everyone's is different, yep. right? The problem they had is they got thrown into the celebrity world. That's another chaos oh, yeah. kind of deal. And then she that was she went from doing what, to straight into that. Yeah. And then she had to continue on. So that's the, the strength they had. With imagine, imagine if they were if you had if Chris was still around, y'all, by how which would be going down? Oh that, yeah, that kind of deal. You know, well, that's a good. She qu- shouldered that with the kids. That. And the fact, I think that's important that, man, if you, the wives that hold on and it seems impossible. And another thing that a woman can do to the man, like the team is like, suck it up. Melly pulls my card all the time. <laughs> I love and it. The I childbirth it. thing is a qual we don't have. Yeah, yeah, we can't have. Ever. Right? Watching that 19 hours of straight and she's like, I know you went through hell week. Check this out. You know, that kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the best part about it is, and I heard some general talk about why do you, Someone was asking them, like, why SEALs, why do you guys go in for pain all the time? And it's the same premise behind a woman in childbirth. We talked about that, right? Yep, They'll yep. go through, I'm never doing this again. I hate you. Then, what is it, months? They're like, hey, you ready to go again? Yeah. Are, are you? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm still affected by watching that go down. So, I mean, that, the power from both sides is, is it, intense, man. It, it is. It's transformational. Well, well Taylor, one of the questions I want to ask you now is you guys did go through that radical transition, made it through, and then, of course, the the tragic and untimely passing of Chris and and as as now you were catapulted into this 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 new life that evolved out of that tragedy and that pain really was it, it, when you take a step back from an objective bystander like I've been you know watching you cuz I just recently met you um you know to see you know you take this and really turn it into something that's glorious how how difficult was that to find the light and the magnitude of that darkness? And what was the thing that you that got you through and 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 allowed you to create all these amazing things that you're doing right now? What was it? Yeah, I, I think I I wonder about that too. And I think I remember the time when you know I remember when when Chris first died and I had 
I know in the moment I found out, I had seen widows who went before me. And I remember leaving their funerals and thinking, like, their world is done as they know it. And my heart would break for them. And, you know, I always kind of put it in simple terms and say, I still had to go to the store because I still had to feed my kids. And I was very aware that the sun kept coming up and the world kept turning, knowing that that woman right there didn't want it to turn anymore, that she just wanted it to freaking stop. And I, I feel like, you know, at the time I could have said, you know, God, why are all these people dying and, and save me from the pain of, of watching them, which would have been very selfish. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yep. hard and you look at it and I look back and I think, um, no, those are every, every painful experience you have is, can, if you look at it, can prepare you for something else, some strength, some, I, I can see God in everything now and my eyes are so open to it from even seeing like, wow, we're told to do something or not do something. And I can see the ramifications of it on a person's soul and how tempting sin is and all this stuff. And it's really opened my eyes, you know, to God. But what got me through is, is from the moment I found out, I, it's like I had this speed roll in my head of like, the world's going to keep turning and what do I do? And my answer was, run, stay busy. Do not let this pain consume you. And I'm not saying that's the way to do it because I know that, you know, it's prolonged it still. And I still, you know, cry a lot. And I, I still know that I have some work to do. I'll still stop myself from crying when I feel like it. And, and other times I'll let myself cry because I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to be fully healthy, you know, when I, if I don't kind of let that out. But at right. the time I was running and I thought, you can take his body, but you cannot take his spirit. He was working on things that were good. He had the Patriot tour yep. with Marcus and Mel that he was, you know, passionate about. And, and, you know, it means the world to me that they included me and let me take his place and carry that spirit on. Awesome. You know, on that tour. But it was American Gun. You know, the publisher let me continue that on and get that published and represent him. And then we had the fight with, you know, what was his company. He was already in the, in the mix of some, um, you know, there were some problems and he was getting ready for that fight. And so I, I took that on and fought that. And then we had other things. So I, I think sometimes I looked at that and people would say like, like it's too much. Like it's not fair. It's not right that, that she has all this on her shoulders. And I sometimes wonder if it's, if it's not just, if it wasn't a gift and God said, trust me, I know this girl better than you do. <laughs> and if I don't have, you know, if, if she doesn't have something to do right now, she's going to go down and she's not going to get back up. Like she needs to fight on something. And so I'm blessing her. And here's the other deal I realized with that is that I used to have, I used to want to plan and be, you know, organized and, and, you know, kind of control all the, the different elements that I could to make it be, you know, the best outcome possible. And I think the other blessing in this is God overwhelmed me so much. There was no way, even with wonderful people around me and help, there was no way I could pay attention to every detail and manage all the things that were coming at me. And so one of the things that happened is I humbled myself and I went to prayer and I said, God, I can't do it. I don't know how you're going to, I need help, man. This is awesome. And I learned through that, that the things I couldn't handle were, that you're not supposed to, if you you physically are stressing and worrying and going, I don't know how to do this, I can promise you, God is telling you, don't. You're not supposed to worry. You're supposed to not be anxious. Right. Let it go. I got this for a while. Trust me. And Amen. so because I was overwhelmed and because I couldn't do it, I would see that months later, oh my gosh, this piece fell into place, that piece fell into place. I didn't do anything. God did it. And you know what? Now I'm better prepared to fight that fight. And so cool. I feel like, you know, it was it was a lot of things that, that kept me going, but it was uh it was friends that said when I said I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to really let myself cry. I'm afraid to go in the ditch. And I remember my friends who said Man, go in the ditch. We're not going to let you stay there. We'll get you out. But sometimes, you know, and I think, man, that's, 
that's a powerful, um, that's a, that's a testament to what friendship can do for you too, is to have people that say, not unless you stay there, you know, nobody's going to enable me in my life to just give up. Nobody. I don't have people like that around me, but they will say, Hey, if today is the day where you got to crawl in bed and cover, you know, put the covers over your head, I'll pick up the slack. I mean, I won't expect you to get up on it tomorrow, but you know, today, if you got to cover yourself, do it. And, and so I think all of those things and, and my kids, I mean, if, you know, they were, they were young enough and I mean, they, they need me and, you know, it, it comes back to love. You're not, if you love somebody, you're not going to quit on them either. And, and they needed me to get out of bed. Well, I mean, look, it took, I, we don't know who did this, but on, on the platoon space and that when we ripped Chris and them out of there, it said, uh, if not me, then who? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about that mm-hmm. while you were talking and it, he came back, and, and it might have been one of them deals where the world needed to see you in the public eye, and it took that to catapult you to to get you out there. Because I remember the funeral. No, I don't. That's a lie. I don't remember anything about things, that. So Melanie, things happen for right, a reason. So once we got up there, and Melanie saw Taya, then I I went off the grid. Yeah, it seemed like every dude who showed up with the wife or a widow. Once the wife took control, then the it, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, we we yeah. did our own. We did our own. I don't remember did our own thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did, did what your, we do when we we do what right, we do at, would, the, yeah. at the. So at I the, mean, and it's turned into a thing where you've had to shoulder all of that, and and even in the in the world you live in now, I mean, the the it's it's your pain that's other people's positive motivation. It, that that struggle that you pushed yourself through, man, and and, and it was that time with Chris and you sitting in there, and we showed up, man, and. To let you know that now it's it's time, right? That's kind of the way you look at it. It's like, okay, now it's time for me to do my thing. And that's what I love yeah. about this, Tay, is that it, your time is now. It's here. It's coming. You, you've you gone even, through. Yeah, you just start. You know, you're just starting now because the strength has finally filled you. It took all, it, those, it took years, all those years. All, all that, that hardship. That all point, that pain. To that, to that point. And now she's got she's right. the weight. Now you she's got the it. weight. And so tell everybody what it is that you're doing now? What is your mission in life now? Yeah, I'm going to do that. And I want to just add this one thing. And that's, it's interesting uh, that when, you know, Marcus, when you talk about that first week and two things come to mind is I remember the minute I found out that, that Chris was really gone. And I told myself, I will not worry. I will, I will go to the hospital. He's fine. I will not accept that he's dead until I hear those words. I had too many times before where he could have been or he might have been and and he wasn't. But my girlfriend that was there with me, you know, and the police officers told me, she said, and I didn't know this at the time. It was years later that she told me, she said, I watched your face and tears were pouring down you, but something changed in your eyes. And it looked like you, you listened, you heard it. And something in your eyes said, it's go time. Right. Wow. And I thought, you know, when she said that, I think, there was a part of me that's just self-protection, right? That says, this is going to hurt like I've never hurt before. And I got to like, it's time to like get busy and take care of stuff. But there's also this, this knowledge that other people have been through it and they've survived and like, Oh my God, girl, get ready. Like it's about to get rough, you know, but you're not, but stand strong kind of thing. Yep. And, uh, and the other thing that I thought of when you talked about that week is, um, when Melanie was such a, a calm presence in this wild storm and this, this pain that everybody felt and there were, you know, whatever it was, hundreds of people at the house and all that. And I, I, I thought about that because I feel like it's important maybe for, for somebody else out there to hear this, that when, when things are going down and it's really bad for somebody else to come in like Melanie did and have a calm about her and say, like, I remember just looking at her like, this is the strength I need because I can tell that she's capable of shouldering whatever it is, whatever request I had. I knew that there was probably, you know, 
a storm that she would have to go through to get it done or whatever. But she looked at me with calm and she made me feel like it's like, that's fine. Whatever, whatever, you know, you need to happen is going to happen. And I try to do that. I had a guy call me, um, gosh, two nights ago and, and, uh, he's military and he was suicidal. And I, I remember just, just feeling like this is important for me to let him know, like, it's not like I'm calm. You're okay. This is going to be okay. You know, whatever he did, I was like, look, this is not that bad. And we're going to get through this. And the sun is going to come out tomorrow. And every morning it's going to come. All you got to do is make it through tonight until the sun comes up again tomorrow, you know? And right. And that's, that's that whole, um, you know, one day at a time mentality. But I do, I do know the dark nights are, are sometimes the worst. And I, and you know, I think sometimes we just have to pay attention and go, look, a sunset is a victory. Because when you're in the deepest, darkest pain, it's a victory, man. You made it through. And now you just wait till the sun comes up and it will. And your pain will get lessened. And uh, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist somewhere and it doesn't live on, but it's not always going to be so raw. You just got to make it till the sun comes up again and and kind of wait it out and see what what God's going to do. But, um, you know what, Dave, I think I forgot your original question. It's no, no, I I love that concept. and, And I think that's the greatest, one of the greatest descriptions we've had for the never quit mindset, because what, you know, people are constantly searching and Marcus and I talk about it all the time. It's not just within your mental capacity. It's also within your physical self. It's, and it's within your spiritual self. And, you know, the fact we talk about God and I talk about faith extensively in the work I do with vets and the, and the things that I do. And it, it really is a compilation of that. But if you can, if you can really, you know, allow the, the infinite of, of God's presence and the, that light of that new dawn to shower you with strength, you you can get back in the fight, and and it's that you have. I think what you're what, what I'm hearing is the fight isn't always you in the knockout, right? It's making that right. tremendous swing. The Sometimes fight, you don't even want to be in it, right? You don't even want to be in it, right? You don't even want to be right. there, and you're you're taking the beating, but at least in the beating, you're taking the fight, and you're cognizant of it. And if you just stay in it, you just don't quit. Eventually, yeah. You'll see the glory of that new light. You gotta, you, you gotta and know about you. somebody who spent their whole life taking beatings and being in the hard place. That when they bring come to the table, when, they're bringing a lot, a lot, a lot. And that's yeah. and, the, and so the question was, Taya. Now that you've you know you've gone, you've done the rounds, you've put the time in. You know you've walked the 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 mile. I call it right. Tell us what you're doing now and what your mission is in life. Every day when you wake up and you put those feet on the deck and, you know, tell us where your focus is now and what are you hoping to accomplish in this next phase now that you have this wonderful strength about you? Yeah, so that's, you know, it's a good question. And I think part of what I understand is that I used to want to make plans. I used to want to have all these goals and I still do. I still do have things floating around in my head that I think, I wonder if if I'm going to, you know, make the time or have the time to get this going or whatever. But my bigger thing is that that old saying, you know, what does God laugh at? Our plans. <laughs> and, you know, and I think, I think that's something I've learned is that I can't get so caught up in it. I think you have to have, you know, goals and you have to have thoughts of what you're going to do. But what I'm trying to do now is just pray like, God, what is it today that, um, you know, use me. I, I want to be, I want God to use me for his glory. I want to humble myself and never, ever think that it's about me, but always remember it's about, you know, it's about somebody else and doing something else. But I do also want to be the best version of me. And I do want to explore different 
sides of my personality and I have a lot of different interests. And so I want to honor that too and make time for that. And I think that's something I haven't done my whole life. I've always thought about what I need to do, what's practical, what, what's important. And there's, I'll always be that, but I'm really trying hard to say, there's another part to you, Taya. It's okay for you to say something, you know, else is just, you're going to do it just because you enjoy it. And then that maybe will make me more productive in other areas instead of feeling like everything's just a being and I have to do it. Um, but my mission with the with with my life and what's happened to me, one of the things that is always probably going to be the most important to me is helping other people stay married and to see it through because I I know the beauty of staying in it. I know the beauty of getting to the other side of that, you know, that um, whatever, that deep ditch and, and crossing that bridge and getting to the other side. So the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation, that's where my passion is to help other people stay married and I've been and so inspired by that because that's another way where I thought there's no way we can do enough for these people. What, what more can we do? And what I've found is that we just show up. We just do what we can do at the time. You know, from the, we've only been around for a year and a half and we've been able to say, okay, well, let's, let's try to do a date, you know, a date night event here. Or let's try to um, send these couples on a, a trip. And I think, well, is that enough just to get them away for the weekend or whatever? And what I'm finding is that we show up and God does the rest. We'll keep trying. Cool. We're going to keep trying to improve, right? But that sometimes you just know the right thing to do. You show up, and and for me, we just we pray about it and and hope that we're doing the right thing. So marriages, and it's not just with the foundation. It's personally, it's those friends that call me. It's the people that need to hear it. The, the people that can um, the need to remember to to stay in the fight. That's that's my passion to try to to help them stay married. And and more than that, I think is. Uh, my passion to keep being humble and look to God to say, what can I do to be better? Like make me better. I have this craving. And I think you guys know this too. When you've been tested in the teams and you've been tested in combat, when you've been tested with, with life, you know, throwing you curveballs, like we talked about, Marcus, you get more curveballs than anybody, <laughs> you know, I've ever met. And there mm. comes a time where you say, um, okay, I'm strong enough. Like, all right, so I'm going to get stronger. I mean, it's not to say you don't, you know, rage against, you know, the, the will and life and all these things, but, but there's a time where you accept it and you get stronger for it. And I'm, I, I'm open to that. I'm, it's like now I get a hit and I still get them sometimes where I think you've got to be kidding me. But the more hits I take, the more I get a different perspective on life. It's just frankly better. It's just little things that don't bother you the same way. You, uh, I think my parenting is better because I don't want to enable my kids. I want them to to know that, you know, okay, life's going to hit you. You're fine. You're strong. Get back up. You know, so I, I don't, I don't have the desire to, um, no, let me, let me rephrase that. The truth is I never want my kids to be unhappy. Right. Um, and I, I fight that mothering part of me that just wants to nurture and not, not be, um, tell them to suck it yeah, up. Discipline, but I yeah. know the other side of it is, you know, they have to, they have to suck it up. And I, um, so I think, my, you know, being a good, cause to boil it down, I do, I do want to keep, finding more ways to, um, to challenge myself and keep my eyes open to what God does in people's lives and in my life. I want to be the best mom I can be, the best friend I can be. And, and for work, it's the, it's the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation that has my, my heart and my passion. But the interesting parts, the parts that I find interesting that I want to explore with, with children's book and their faith, faith-based. And, uh, you know, I finished my first one this summer, and I, I want to knock out a couple more and try to see if I can get a set published. And then I've got a, a fiction that I want to do. And then we have some stuff with American Wife. They're working on a mini series. And I, I've always kind of been interested in the, the um, behind the scenes stuff with that and the creative element to, 
the TV and there's a part of me that says, God, I don't even want to say that out loud because I don't want to be misunderstood as somebody who thinks it's, um, no, it's about no. fame or Hollywood, you know, but it's, I, it's I think that people are gonna, something awesome. I think that's what Hollywood needs more of is a you, dose of, so of anybody, reality. Anybody you know? in Hollywood on TV, uh, they're, that's the part that gets the ball. I'm just going to do this for that. I'm like, well, why does anybody go there? Yeah. It's to do do something. What what's she not? Don't ever think that, Dan. Yeah, and what a wonderful concept I mean, if for you, a show to if bring, you, if we bring your there, type of If Bella would have showed up and you'd been like, you got this, I got a TV thing, then, I mean, but don't awesome. ever think that. I mean, you getting on Fox News and being a contributor and saying what, because the blessing is that you, what you and I do, we're out in the public with them. Mm-hmm. And all, all, all demographics, both sides, Democrat, public, independent, black, white, red, uh, bikers, billionaires, you name it. So when you get up and you say something, what backs it up? The right. I mean, you've seen it with it. Yeah. Exactly. You didn't, read it, there. you didn't read it from somebody else no. and make it your own. You're, you're, this is, this is all you, this is your story and your life Man, run it till they run it till she breaks. Uh, I, that's what I love so yeah. much about you, Tay, is that you, you do bring it from the heart you bring it from your faith and you bring it from God and, and you, you bestow these amazing things on people on a, on a regular basis. And you have the humility that, 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 that humble, you know what I mean? And we talk Chris about did. it all Chris the time. Chris excelled right? in, in, a, in a community that that doesn't happen at. I mean, if someone's got a reputation in our community, it's, I mean, that's a big deal. In particular, him right. and what he was able I mean, to do. And you're you his know? wife. Exactly. That's you my know point. what I mean? And uh, what he just, was able to do and, and to see it transcend into you and for you to take it and teach that those very lessons, I think it's yeah, I mean, our, it's I don't think our wives aren't team guys. Oh. You can hear it in the way they their verbiage. Every, I, Melanie says sit, rep, check, and all that stuff all the time. <laughs> and that's why when they get mad, you got to worry about them because, man, they probably learned how to really take it to him. Well, I'll tell you one, the, the shooting I, competition last I, year, I, so I, that's what I love right, like yeah. shooting, Exactly. Yeah. That's my, and then, so carrying on that, what you y'all were already in that life. Yeah, you, you were. You were on TV. You were in in the books in the in the movie. I mean, that was in the works. Anyways, that was your life. You're just. Con- yeah, I mean, people God's expect you to for you. roll a, roll some pills down your throat. Maybe get on the bottle a little bit and you have some kids. One turn out right. One doesn't. Whatever. Negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Come on, man. Anybody well, who yeah. says crap like that needs to needs to get yeah. on, listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Taya, thank you so much for. Just your time and your commentary and your genuineness, your really the authenticity, man. It's so so rewarding to have somebody come on that's been through what you've been through. You've taken the hits, like you say, but yet you're still inspired to take this this these lessons learned and, and to move forward in life and and disseminate the what your your thoughts and your faith in really positive ways. So I, I just want to not only say thanks for doing that but also thanks for representing our community in just a, a really amazing way well thank you i mean i i feel like that means a lot coming from you guys you're doing the you're fighting the good fight i love your show you're inspiring lots of people and you're you're showing that you know there's this airbrushed version of people and when, i think that's a dangerous place to be in where we try to make everybody look either perfect or where reality tv isn't really reality or all that stuff and what you're doing is showing real people, real grit, real determination, and that everybody has an ability to not quit. And I think you're inspiring people to be like, you know what, these people are seen as something amazing, but they're just like me and they've lived the same, you know, or, or some version of it, their, their crappy life. You know, their life has been crap at one point and they've, they've not quit. And I hope that uh, 
I hope you know the value of what you're doing, bringing that to people to remind them that everybody's, we're all just people trying to make it, you know, and they don't have to quit either. I love it. That's exactly right. Well, yeah. thank you so much. And, uh, it, you know, we look forward to having you in the After Actions Report. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. All right. God bless thanks. you. God bless you, too. Wow. I mean, that's Yeah, it's going to be like heavy. that roller coaster up and down. I, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know. I, I'd, well, I'd when we were going. talking at the beginning, she's like, I, and uh, is everybody who expect? well, I, mean, I shouldn't say it like that. I, I, knew which, I thought I knew what story she was going to tell. I, I, I was, I, if you, I mean, I, we all talked about it. That yeah. we, I knew she would tell the moment that Chris right. was taken from us. But that wasn't it at all, yeah. man. When we got on, I was like, all right. And then as soon as she started talking, I just sat back in my chair. I was like, here we go, man. She's going to take us on a roller coaster. Holy cow, man. That's good. They talk about a woman that has been through it. Yeah. Through it. I remember you saying something in the beginning about uh, the first responders wise and everybody listened to that one. Yeah. I think it's powerful for she them. Must, yeah, exactly. She must have been listening. <laughs> I, I guess, man. But uh, you know what was remarkable to for me is... You know, she has this wonderful support network and the influence that her parents, you know, impacted her with and that dedication. But, you know, what really transformed it and, and I think brought it to a whole new level was just that strong, loving commitment to Chris. Right? No, marriage. Yeah, I was, I was marriage. Saying, right. The bond even, of marriage. Even after Chris is gone, that's the sanctity of marriage and how important that is to, for kept referencing the kids and her parents are still together and stuff like that. And then just, just kind of sucking that part up, looking past everything and to see it as a team. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's remarkable when you think about it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really powerful. And that's why she does the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. Yeah. And, and it's and it's just that's literally one when you see here here's somebody talking like man you should probably write a book right, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. and and, and, and she did and All thank right. god american wife and if you haven't picked up a copy of american wife please go out and get that i'm telling you it, i'm gonna it, start reference our guests like that you know what if you don't have a book you should get one <laughs> i mean we just heard one story I think from, from her point, from, from her, her point, point, yeah, different yeah. stories from her point of view. So it, one story, yeah. technically, on the show. Her, yeah, yeah. Man, I just, just sat down there and started uh, elaborating on those. There you go, on, on each individual one of those. Oh, and she or, could drill all, down. Right, and all of our guests are great like that, man. Just I'm, those crazy stories that you're like, man, man. And that's what I hope you're hearing. I, I hope as an audience member, you're, you're hearing, you're being inspired because that's what we are, right, Marcus? We're the spark. Right. We're, we're the fire that lights off in your gut that gets you out of your chair to start going to create your story. And that can happen right now. You could be the next Taya Kyle. You could be right, the we next we, we found ours. Absolutely. Spark and everybody we bring on here, they recognize it too and what, what burns them. And then what we're doing is telling you how to ignite that, or giving you, not telling you how, but giving you different examples how to ignite that spark inside of you, right? Because we're all unique. But there's a common bond right, right. that pain unites us in. It's there, right. And, and that, that gives us the, that propels us out there. Well, one thing I want to do is I want to read another real quick uh, never quit story that came in, if I could, Marcus, before we sign off here. All right. And, and this one, uh, you know, it's a powerful story. And I just want to, I want to thank Preston for, for writing this into us. And here it goes. I'll read it quick for you. Gentlemen. I want to tell you a little bit about my wife, Jody. Jody was in government service. She worked for the Air Force at Randolph Air Force Base 
and worked at Randolph for over 20 years, where she worked as a contracting technician and studied at night and all while raising two young boys from her own, on her own. Flash forward 20 years, she was a GS-12 contracting officer in foreign military sales with a $50 million warrant. She and I were married in 2005, and in 2007, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. She fought it something fierce, multiple surgeries, chemotherapy, and radiation. My wife died in November of 2011. I'm not exactly sure why I wanted to tell you, tell you all this over. Then I wanted you to know that through it all, she never quit. Her body, after all the surgeries and treatment, looked like a battleground, but she never quit. I got six years with her, and I'm lucky to have known her at all. Every day I get up, I get after it to honor her. The strategies I use to focus, I learned from a gunnery sergeant at the Marine Military Academy in Harlington, Texas. He taught me how to have goals and passion, envision the plan, empower your clan. You must not isolate. You must have a clan and let it rip. Gunny told me, right or wrong, make, make a move. And so there it is. Her name was Jody. And she inspires and motivates me every day. She truly never quit. I'm attaching her official government portrait just so you can put a face to name. Thank you for letting me show this story. And thank you for all your clan does. It's crazy. It doesn't matter what, what, the, uh, what that energy is wrapped in. The box comes in, right? It doesn't. Yeah, the- Truly doesn't. Battle ridden. That, that's the difference between those people that are successful and that, I mean, when they show up, they slide in there sideways. Like, Hey, I gave, gave it all. I gave it all. I, I got, gave man. it all. I got, <laughs> I, mean, hell, I gave it all. I got throw what you got at me. I'll take it till I can't. And then uh, you know, that's how you prove yourself. Just keep everything they throw at you. Just take it. Just keep taking keep, it. And keep that's going what, forward. that's what Taya taught us. That's what we're trying to help you with every guest. If you want to know more about Taya, just go ahead and visit her her website at tayakyle.com. Check out the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. She's soon to be a Fox News contributor. She does amazing things all over. You can hire her as a Team Never Quit speaker if you want. She's really an amazing person who teaches us to keep taking the hits, to have faith in God, to believe in love, and to believe in yourself, man. So I I just, on, on, on that note, I just want to say, as we always end, I want to thank God for the opportunity that I have right now to be right where I'm at. I want to thank you, Marcus. I love being on here with you, brother. I love what you help me do in this in this world and my purpose. I want to thank all my teammates. I want to thank Taya for inspiring me today. And I, and I want to thank my family, my wife, my two beautiful children, and all my relatives. And, and it's just, man, I feel very blessed. And I'm ready to take the hits because I love these people that make me better. So thank you. Yeah, me too, brother. That was uh, thank you, Taya. It's always good hearing her, man. I, you know, you get fired. I, I got, you know, the week I've been at. <laughs> oh man, right? <laughs> Heavy, right? So she might have been the perfect one to uh, to have on here to pick up my head, you know, and keep charging forward. But thanks to the, the good Lord up top for giving me all my skills, my friends helped me find them. The boss lady for marrying me. Good Lord, I love you, woman. Huh. Uh, and thank y'all for listening giving us the opportunity to live these lives service for first 40 years for me brother I look forward to giving it back for another 40 so thank y'all for that amen I'm out we're out